Welcome to another edition of our periodic podcast, 10 Minutes About. This is Scott Hamilton with Liam News. Today's episode is 10 Minutes About Sustainable Air Transport. We will first talk about if we can have an environmental uh, solution with our airliners transporting people around the globe. Uh, there are, of course, a lot of uh, stories about electric airplanes, and then we can uh, discuss uh, that uh, and hydrogen airplanes, the consequences of each. With me today is Lee Ham's Bjorn Firm, our aerospace engineer and airplane economist who spent a lot of time on uh, both electric and hydrogen powered airplanes. So let's move ahead. The clock is now ticking. Uh, Bjorn, to start with, uh, do we really have an environmental problem with our civil air traffic? You have a lot of environmentalists, especially over there in Europe, that say we do. Yes, uh, definitely. And uh, right now we are about two and a half percent of the global, if we just take CO2 st uh, to start with, we are about two and a half percent of the global uh, of CO2 in our transport. And that doesn't sound too much, but if we don't do anything, we're going to go up to about 4% 4, 4 in 30 years. And the air, air transport group, which is basically every key player in the industry, in the airliner industry, OEMs and airlines, they have said that uh, we are committing to taking the emissions down to half the 2005 level by 2050. So that the commitment is there. We have to do something. There's been just a lot of stuff about uh, electric airplanes. Uh, but you and I know, and, and I'm sure most of our readers know who've been following this, or our listeners, I should say, that uh, doing electric airplanes for something the size of an A320 or a 737 is, is just not practical. You have a lot of activity down at the very low end of the market, 19 passenger and below airplanes. You did a long series about the uh, viability of electric airplanes. You know, in this podcast, we don't have a lot of time to, to go into that. Synopsize, if you will, what the pros and cons of electric airplanes are. Yeah, I think the whole idea that we should go to electric aircraft and that especially battery-based electric aircraft come from the car industry and the huge success of the Tesla company. Uh, but the... the, the the problem is, is that a unit of energy stored in batteries is 70 times heavier than that unit energy stored in either a car fuel or a jet aircraft fuel or a turboprop aircraft fuel. So 70 times. A car can handle that. The range of a typical electric car is half of a normal petrol or carbon-based fuel car. But a range of an aircraft is going to be a fraction of what we need. It just doesn't work. So battery-based aircraft doesn't work. It's, oh. it's, it does work for air taxis, but they have 50 miles as range. We need 5,000 miles. So uh, there are some uh, Teslas, of course, which have uh, ranges that are 250, 350 miles, which is about a, equal to a gas car, a uh, gasoline-powered car. And there are some concepts with airplanes that would have a 300 mile uh, range. Uh, Seattle to Spokane, and my highly localized example. Uh, do you see any realistic uh, kind of step changes or baby steps, progressive steps 
where electric airplanes can go up to 300 miles and then maybe a, a decade or two down the road, uh, another 300 miles and so on? Or is it just simply impractical from, a, from an economic standpoint? I think you said the key thing there. There are projects or concepts the problem is that there is a huge difference between what a battery cell in a laboratory can hold and that battery cell in a system where you also have the safety around the battery cell in an aircraft certified to fly at 30,000 feet. So we are, let's say we are about 50 or 30 times away from what we need in a lab, but we are 70 times away from what we need sitting in an aircraft certified and declared safe for passengers. This is the problem. Of course, now there are hybrid automobiles too, which raises the question about hybrid airplanes. And, and we know that a hybrid solution complicates the, the power plant in an airplane. You now have two systems. You have a hybrid a, a, a combustion powered system plus the electric powered system, which adds to the complexity, uh, weight and cost. Uh, do you ever see hybrids being a, a potential solution? Uh, right now, uh, all the checks that I have made say that you can make a hybrid aircraft work. It can work, but it doesn't bring anything. It brings complica complications and no advantages in economic performance. So now, uh, there, there needs to be a lot of development before a hybrid is actually going to make sense. Airbus, of course, now is focusing on hydrogen. Uh, hydrogen has its own issues. You have to have a complete new infrastructure at the airports for hydrogen, uh, putting hydrogen on airplanes and, and uh, fuel tanks and fuel cells uh, adds complexity. And then there's, of course, the, the question of uh, just the safety of hydrogen. We all think back to the Hindenburg catastrophe. Uh, what are, you've done this huge uh, series on hydrogen. You're still underway on that. Again, in, in the time that we have for our 10 minutes about, Give us a synopsis of the pros and cons of hydrogen. Okay, so hydrogen is, is a liquid fuel. Uh, actually, you have to use the liquid version of it. Otherwise, it takes too much space. Hydrogen is a liquid fuel like jet fuel. It means you can fill it into the aircraft uh, at the time of, of uh, jet fuel, uh, which is a problem with batteries because they take a lot of uh, time to charge. Uh, and they are three times more efficient in terms of weight than normal fuel. So you only need one third the weight of the fuel to start with, but they take four times more place, despite you actually storing them at minus 253 degrees centigrade, meaning you have to store them in large thermos flasks. Otherwise uh, they boil off too, too fast. So there is a huge storage problem. Apart from that, hydrogen is perfect. The first engine in the world started on hydrogen fuel, not on jet fuel. We have uh, Boeing saying that that it doesn't see hydrogen as as the optimal solution. Boeing has committed to making all of its planes uh, certified to use biofuels um, by 2030, and you don't have much in the way of infrastructure issues. You you have different storage tanks which you can simply set aside at the airport. You don't have to really you know build new infrastructure, which is the better way to go, biofuels or hydrogen? Who's right here, Boeing or Airbus? Or are they both I right? think, 
I think they're both right. Uh, the, the fact is, is that uh, we have major problems to scale the uh, biofuel or even synthetic fuel, where you take sunlight directly to fuel uh, through water uh, hydrolysis, for instance. You have made a problem to scale that to the level where you can supply all the 25,000 aircraft flying every day. So you have to reserve the synthetic or, or biofuels for the long range aircraft where hydrogen just isn't feasible. Uh, it takes too much place and, uh, to do that. And then you have to take the domestic traffic, you know, the bulk uh, traffic we have today with the single eyes, you have to take that with hydrogen. If we can solve everything with biofuel or with uh, synthetic fuel, that's just great. Then we don't have a problem. It's just a scaling problem. So the airlines are risk adverse. Uh, Steve Rimmer from Altavera, a leasing company, told Air Finance Journal on its podcast just this week uh, that uh, airlines are risk adverse. They are, uh, point to the engine problems of the LEAP and of the GTF. They point to the technology issues of the 787. They point to the uh, concerns uh, that uh, Tim Clark has expressed over the GE9X and and the advanced technology on the 777. Are the airlines really going to be uh, willing to accept hydrogen as a, a risk factor or even biofuels? Uh, you know, there's been success with biofuels, but are there any real risk factors to look at for that? I think there is very small, there's basically almost no, no risk factor for alternative fuels, biofuel or synthetic fuels. They are hydrocarbons, they are carbons which are produced in a uh, CO2 neutral way. Uh, so that's the safe alternative that we have. And then the hydrogen is the icing on the cake. And that will take time before, as we, you said, we have the infrastructure. And also we have proven that it is a very good way to, to fuel aircraft. Obviously, there's a lot more to talk about. We're out of time today. Uh, we'll uh, make a, a future 10 minutes about podcasts and delve into some of these other issues at a later date. But thank you, Bjorn, for uh, joining us today for 10 minutes about. Them.